DMX in the DMX <clears throat> cutoffs. I see that you have blown the fucking sleeves off that shirt. Yes, I fucking nasty. What this is, is like up, my dog? this is my official non-death comes lifting like uniform. If if I'm not in death comes lifting, I'm usually in the DMX cutoff. Hey man, the DMX cutoff is fucking doing work. I respect it. I so are you, man. So I'm are trying, you. man. And that's I'm, why we're here. I'm rocking the uh the double hockey sticks shirt today. That's a big deal. My homeboy, my homeboy Thomas Danger up there in Philadelphia, WKDU. Big fucking shout out to the heaviest, nastiest shit on the airwaves up there. I'm rocking your shit. I okay, see bro. you. I recognize you. I appreciate you. Why don't we get him on the show, bro? We should get him on the show. He's an interesting motherfucker, man. I got to meet him face to face uh, for the first time and only time at MDF. It was great. There was a picture where me and him and Briggs from Metal Revolution all got together and took a picture. It was fucking. I remember that. That's that's uh, cool, man. Beautiful stuff. It needed to happen. It's like, a, happen. like that's some Mount Rushmore level shit. Oh no, I I Under- I'm like the I'd be yeah I'm the face off to the side. <laughs> no, come on, not here. You're not. <laughs> here you're number one here here i'm uh, uh I'm, I'm half of number one i think that you and i both occupy the same numeric position it's true man what have you uh what do you have what do you have to promote didn't you just do an episode of something or something there was like the first episode Dude, that you were people on. are gonna get people are gonna get real fucking sick of me i'm really sorry i i didn't mean for it to happen this way but i'm on i'm on a couple of different podcasts right now chatting right. about things yeah yeah i I got to finally join the Bangers and Mosh Boys um, for a chat about uh, they got a new series called Top Tens. And we got together and talked about my top 10 entry level death metal records. Oh, um, sick conversation. Idea. Why don't we do shit like that? Sure. We should do stuff like, well, I mean, we can't because they're doing it. Like, I know. Man, shit, well, I was just like, giving them props, man. That's all. Maybe you know? maybe we can come up with something else. Maybe we, we can, can just rip off those guys that had you on their podcast. Is what we That's, that is what we should do. We should just yeah. like completely steal. I'll tell you what I want to steal is their fucking graphics. You should see the graphic that they made of me, man. I don't know what the uh, filter or whatever that they're using is. Number one, I've, I got to get back in the gym. I got to get these fucking guns back. But that picture, that filter was doing work it was a monster staring back at you and now now it's just a shadow of a man i gotta get back in there i did that podcast and then i also did um my homeboy kevin deers uh up in the pacific northwest has been part of the kisw metal shop legendary um uh radio show for a very long time he is also a, uh, a, a like myself appearing at multiple places and doing multiple things on the internet. And he's got a, a long running series on YouTube called Everflowing Stream, where he interviews people who are a lot cooler than I am and a lot prettier than I am. He started a brand new version of it. It's a podcast. It's audio only just to accommodate how ugly I am. He wanted to have me on the regular one, but uh, he was like the fucking the camera, man. We got to we got to do something about this. So I'm on the very first version of the the audio only one. And I love that, that. Was, for real though, man, it was a cool conversation. I love that. Cool guy. We got a whole lot of stuff in common. Definitely a different tone uh, than the bangers and mosh chat. But if you you know if you're not completely fucking sick of me yet, and you want to talk about death metal or hear me talk about like dope, <laughs> <There's> <laughs> like, things, like things actual dope or the band, 
No, the thing's actual dope. Actual uh, dope. I'd be. We've discussed on this show before. I don't know yeah. if we've ever gone quite as in depth or at length as we did on that one, but uh, okay. it was cool, man. It was a good thing. So, uh, ever flowing stream. Both of them are are streaming where you find your streaming things. I got something else to promote too. What is that? It's a record that's coming out by a band that I think oh. is pretty tight. Oh. I wonder who that could be. Coming up very soon. There's a brand new record called The Human Cost. It's being released by a band called Stormland. And Stormland is actually one individual. That individual's name is Justin Piero, and he's going to be joining us on the show tonight. I was so excited to do this podcast all week because he's literally the nicest fucking guy ever. Oh man, super you know nice I mean? guy, in, incredible positive energy. Also, just like, but the main, the thing I like most about him is just how much, how the dedication that he's had to this vision yeah. uh, of Stormland, of what he wants it to be. Um, I, I, I have heard the music that he's made in the past. Um, the last EP that he put out, I thought was great. Um, this new record that's coming out is different level um just really well produced really well mixed and mastered the songwriting is fantastic uh he's just working his ass off man and and i think that uh he got he got a couple of killer fucking guests to come on the record with him um i i can't wait to hear from him again and i can't wait to hear from him again for the second time because we've had him on here before recurring guests i like this it's unintentional that our our roster was rocco and then him two recurring guests but i kind of like that maybe we should do i'll a series of I like it too. It well, he's definitely of the people that we talk to, you know. I, I he's definitely one of the ones that I want to check back in with because, like you yep. said, I think we had a great conversation with him last time. He's a super nice dude. Um, we talk all the time on Twitter anyway, so it's not like he's been out of my sight or out of my sphere for, for any decent amount of time, but uh, still getting him on here and, and putting the spotlight on him and just kind of letting him talk and do his thing, I think is going to be really cool to do again. I can't wait either, bro. I have not. I have to. I have to confess right now. I have not heard any of his new shit though. Oh man! Well then, I, I, know. I fucked up. I know. I didn't. I didn't realize. At this it. point, well, no, it'll be. It'll, this will be. That'll make the podcast good because then yeah. he'll get to sort of explain to you where he's coming from as somebody who hasn't heard it yet. And then also, I, I always like to like. I love getting pre-release stuff. I love. I love getting the promos and and, and shit like that. But for me, like the real magic is like on release day when it comes out. Checking okay. it out for the first time blind. So if I were you, that's what I would do. I would fucking wait. Do. I would wait till it comes out next month and then just jump on that Bandcamp pre-order and fucking and grab that bad boy. I'll do that. So you got you got the promo and I didn't get the promo. Is that how is that that's how right, it? man? How yeah. fucked up is that? No, what is that I didn't I didn't get a I didn't get a promo. Um, he and I have Patrick. Well, no, we're gonna talk about this. Um, he and I have already he and I have been connected in that way for a while now. So every now oh, yeah. and then we'll just kind of. Yeah, we'll we'll touch base about stuff that each other's working on, and I've I've been lucky enough to get to hear some of his his stuff in progress. And uh, leading up to the before we even talked about coming on the podcast, he was cool enough to to get me some some of those songs to check out. So I am certainly uh, glad that I got the chance to do that. But at the same time, I'm also really excited about the actual release of the record. Is it he? He's the he's Canadian, right? He's in Canada. He's, Cana- he's Canadian. Yeah, that's him, right? Yeah, yeah that's why he's so yeah. nice because he's fucking from Canada. That's I think that thing. might be part of it. That I might be that part might of be it. Part that's of huge. It. 
That I just did. He yeah. might just be a nice dude at his core, though, too. You know, I way oversimplified it, but yeah, it's a combination of those two things. I don't know. I don't know, man. It might be those two things in concert with one another. What happens when you have a nice motherfucker board in the, the nicest country in the world? You get Stormland. You get Justin Piero. How many great heavy metal bands are from Canada? Or like, what are your favorite? Like, de- do you have like a list of death metal bands from Canada? I feel like you would. I, I man, I should. I'm 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 lagging behind on like, the. I know, the, like cryptopsy, obviously. Cryptopsy, right? Gorguts are both going to be way up there towards way the top. There, that fucking Acurion record is one of my favorite Canadian releases of all time. Sick. I don't know. I I should feel bad about this probably, but like I don't. When it comes to creating art. I don't really draw that much of a line between America and, and Canada. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like you. I don't, when I'm, when I'm checking out like the Indonesian brutal death metal scene, right. Or like Russian brutal death metal or uh, South American thrash or something like that. Like there's, there's something about those places that feels, I don't want to say exotic. Cause I don't, I don't mean to like fetishize it, but there's a distance to it that Canada doesn't have in my mind. I, they just feel like they're, I don't know, man. Like I realize that culturally these are two very different places and that within those places there is a, a multitude of different cultures and, and, and different types of people. But like for me, for some reason, when I see oh Canada, I just it just read it's it, like where it's from doesn't necessarily even register with me. I'm just like, all right, here we go. But nine times out of ten, it's gonna be fucking sick riffs. Like that deformatory record was incredible. That's right. Their new EP awesome. is incredible incredible. They're both they're from Canada. Yeah. Yes. Um Again, that Akirion record, uh, Canada man. World Eaters is up in Canada. Remember our boy Dave? Dave's Dave, up in Canada. yeah, dude, he's the um, man. you got some fucking sick shit coming from World Eaters. Do we? I'm not gonna we say do anymore. We need him back that, too. He's the nicest guy because it's gonna fuck. But like, we can name yeah, all maybe this. we should. We'll, but we'll get him back list, too. Topping that list of Canadian metal bands has to be. Stormland. So let's get this motherfucker in and talk get to this him. motherfucker in here. Let's do it. Let's talk to the number one band in Canadian death metal history, Justin. That's dangerous you. man, a scary Look at man. Those He's handsome devils. Oh, oh man, so good to see your faces yeah. again, Justin. There we are, here. smiling, happy dudes <laughs> who appreciate one another. Justin, how the fuck are you doing? Uh, I'm good, man. And yourselves? How about you, Zach Schuler? Great, man. We were just talking about how excited we were to talk to you because you're the nicest guy of all time. That's right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And you guys are wonderful as well. You're the OG good dudes, capital G, oh, capital man. D. You that's are. some fucking, that's high praise right there. I don't know praise. if there's a thing that I could aim for higher than that. Yeah, I'm good. Um, okay. Awesome. So, good. I see. Let's just do a quick shirt check because I see Zach with the very swank DMX shirt. And is yeah. that Vader I see on Schuler? No, I can't quite read that one. <laughs> it's uh, it's illegible, baby. It's one of those yeah. newfangled, newfangled, fucked up logos that nobody can understand. Yeah. This is uh, double hockey sticks, double ah, hockey sticks. Okay. And then our boy Dave of wow. World yes. Eaters, who we were just talking about, is currently represented on the body of our boy, our guest, Justin. Man, they this keep it is, in the blood up there. Hey, it is, dude. Yeah. Canada Fuck supports. Off canada and you know what yeah. we support the fuck out of canada too yeah we you do. do you guys are wonderful about that want to, so man. Uh, so everything's good with you guys you're looking great you're looking in good shape i see zach you've been uh, very busy pounding the pavement and i know the main man Schuler has been very busy building his media empire 
Oh, dude, it's yeah, we're busy. We're busy guys. We do a lot of shit, but like, this is this is where the sausage gets made. This podcast right here, like, this is where we have this This is is, the nitty gritty. This is the nitty gritty. This is where we break the ground, man. Now you enough about nobody gives a fuck about (laughs) us, man. We're on here all the time, fucking blabbering. We are here to talk about you, motherfucker. Um, it has been a long time coming. This is your second time on the show. We are stoked, as always, to have you back. You have got a brand new record coming out very soon. I have just spent the last couple of minutes warming up, talking that motherfucker up, but we find ourselves Thank in you. a very, a very interesting... Dude, absolutely. I, I'm never going to plug anything that sucks. I will never plug anything that I don't yeah. like. I genuinely like the work that you're doing. I think it's really cool. And the fact that you're the nicest dude makes it even t- makes it taste better on the tongue. But we find ourselves in a really cool position today. I have heard the new Stormland record. Zach has not heard the new Stormland record. So you Did have you send that to you, Zach. He might not. I mean, it, he might just not have gotten it. He's a very busy. Guy. I am. Oh, yeah. We also have the this, this. There's also the spam folder issue that has haunted this show yes. more than one time. So we're not going to look at this as as an oversight, though. We're not going to look at this as yeah. a mistake. We're going to look at this as a fortunate. It's cool. This is meant to be. Yeah, we right. Like, it's yeah. it's it's one of those Bob Ross happy accidents, right? Indeed. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna back you up. I'm gonna talk about the shit that I am familiar with on the record, but also at the same time, man, like pitch this. Don't like sell it or anything, but like describe that shit in a way that's gonna bring Zach into your world. Like tell us all about the new record and tell us before you get well, there. Because it starts off. With a drum fill, you know how so many death metal albums they will come at you. They'll have the one minute, one and a half minute acoustic synthy intro. Yeah, no drum fill, punched in the face. I like that. Oh, I like getting punched in the face by a drum. Fill. I like. I like it when it kicks off right off the bat. Yeah. What yeah. Uh, tell? What was the? Since this is the second time that we've had you on, but since the first time we had you on was so long ago, uh, tell us a little bit about the band. Tell us a little bit about you. Talk to the talk to the listeners of the Death Comes Lifting podcast. Uh, well, you know, I've been a one-man death metal band for a while. Uh, I were sorry, I make death metal as best I can. I've got an eight-string guitar. I've got a six-string bass. I've got a drum machine. What else do you need? What but, else do you uh, need? <laughs> oh, you know that now, car. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but uh, no, I just I really like Mobile Suit Gundam, and I use that for lyrical inspiration because I'm just not that angry of a guy anymore. Yeah, you know, know, you get older, you have kids, you mellow out. Yeah. Or in your case, you get pets. Yeah, you get and they're you know they're yeah they're kids whether 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 we want yeah. them to be. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're coming uh, and they want things. Yeah, uh, and I just I try and write the best music I can. I try and take a lot of different influences. You'll hear like big Meshuggah influences, like on the first single uh, test subject with uh, Lita Page from the Hallowed Catharsis, Gise and Sissy XO. It did she a phenomenal it. job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she goes by it. Sorry, Lita goes with it, its pronouns. I know it gets confusing at times ah, it, when you actually say it out loud. Excellent. Yes. It did a Thank phenomenal you for job. letting me know for sure. It's it, all it was good, great. man. Yeah. No, and uh, have it on the show at some point. It is a great conversationalist. Oh, for sure, man. With, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking blast. Especially, you know, like I, I, I've, I've heard the Hallowed Catharsis a few times, um, and it's, it's a band that I've liked when I've checked them out. It's just, you know, one of those things that I haven't done a deep dive on quite yet. But uh, yeah. that certainly needs to happen. Yeah. Um, I, it, then there's just crazier influences. Like uh, on Esper, you'll hear me pulling out Voivod over like 
Latin influenced drum patterns. Really interesting stuff. Well, that, well, that's where the big arpeggio in the chorus comes from. That's uh, from Voivod. I believe it's the obsolete being song. So when you're writing songs then like you we we get this with with songwriters a lot but it's it's always an interesting process to me from one person to the next just because i don't really i, I kind of work this way but i don't work yeah. this way i don't i'm in this weird gray area with creating music where i'm i'm, I'm doing it but i am i am the the weakest link in the chain other yeah. people who are you know who've been doing it for a long time when you come up with a part that you write do you like do you think to yourself, I want like a Voivod sounding part at this particular juncture? Or like, do you just write and see what happens? And if that influence kicks in, like if you have time to do it consciously, do you say this is the direction that I want to go in? Like, what, how do you how do you use other bands as like a high water mark for their own for the stuff that you do on yours? It's usually once I'm listening back to it. Uh, if I try and distinctly directly go for a vibe. I'm generally not happy with the results. I have to let it flow and then look back and analyze something. Interesting. You know, I like it. Yeah. You know, you just, you go in, you bash out the part and you're like, hmm, what does this sound? What does this sound like? And the fun thing about this album is I'm finally at a point where I can't point at every riff and say, oh, that's like this. That's like this. Oh, that's the, this part. Mm -hmm. But and I, sorry. No, no, go ahead. And it's, refreshing and i took a few more chances in terms of experimenting with how i patterned and how i recorded my vocals i you know i tried doubling things a lot more i went out i got a guitar lesson from greg burgess and he actually ended up helping me figure out the guitar solo for esper and these are singles you can go out and hear them now it's mm -hmm. not like you have they're to there. wait till the end of september to hear it they're there uh, they're out there man yeah it's on youtube it's on spotify um with yep. uh, I, I exactly. and one of the th I asked you about this on I believe it was Instagram the other day, but I, I wanted to do it here too. One of the things that I don't know if we covered or not the first time that we had you on, but is is definitely a hallmark of the bands who who you've been very vocal about that have inspired you, but also very much a part of of your writing. The eight string guitar. Um, I am I, tell like what what's your history with it? Like, did you get to a point with another, with like a six string guitar or a seven string guitar where you said it's not fucking heavy enough? Or was it like a, did you decide to experiment or what? Tell us, tell us how the eight string ended up in the mix. It was a little bit of, I want that lower tuning. I love these for using it and I want to experiment. And once I got it, I found it opened up a whole bigger range because it's not, Oh, you have these six strings detuned. It's, you have this, extra range mm -hmm. you have these two extra low strings yeah so i can i could take it and just as easily go play some oasis and then go and play some obscura or uh other such band or a legion yeah a legion i'm in the same tuning the drop e and that's you one of the one of the things about the the drop tuning and the or the eight string at least anyway that that sounds so good is it with with the music that you make is that it kind of does feel like this large metallic like robot esque presence <laughs> on that lowest string you know what I mean like it's yeah. undeniably heavy and being that the sort of the cornerstone of your lyrical inspiration and thematic inspiration is giant um, heavy metal. Uh, uh, combat suits like yeah. that um that it fits so i was i was curious about whether or not it was a conscious thing where you were like i just if i'm gonna sing about this i'm gonna fucking commit to it and like 
have the 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 tonal the sonic version of like a, a giant yeah. mechanized suit of armor it does have that effect because you know you have that low string and it's so tempting to just chug 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 away on the low string but when you save it for those certain moments and mm-hmm. it comes down like that giant multi-ton foot on the ground yeah you know it it's something you know like the gigantic shell casing dropping out of the rifle and crushing the unfortunate civilian below that's dope man dope. it's gotta happen sometimes though man if you want to break an omelet you gotta you know, we gotta make a few eggs is that how it goes you gotta break <laughs> a few eggs you you've been vegan too long uh if i'm <laughs> vegetarian now I, I i turn the corner there's cream in my diet uh, oh. i had to i had to do it dude i had to uh i had to get out of the vegan the vegan rut no judgment man i mean i it's hard you know even with all the processed fake meats and i mean that's that's what i do in the day job i work at a place where they make those really I'm not gonna go into too much yeah all right and i know that there's a fair amount of processing i can't go into it too much because you know company secrets proprietary information listen you don't need to tell us anything big old wink wink right now (laughs) if there's any kind of uh sponsorship opportunities like if they have expired stuff that they throw out or whatever i'm trying man i'm trying i'm trying to find sponsorship opportunities sponsorship opportunity we need to get you hooked up with buble be they yeah they're they're nice if anybody if anybody's gonna sponsor us man i want it to be i want it to be polar or that's like that's the official drink of the of the death comes lifting podcast is is these two different these two different fizzy bubblies that we love so very much i usually have a water water guy you don't like the you don't like the fizzy water no, I, I'm just weird like that. Uh, no, it's like, not weird. It took me a minute to get used to it. Yeah, but you know, right now I'm going through three, four of these a day. This is a one-liter bottle of water. Oh, nice. yeah. Yeah, yeah man, you've been killing it, bro. I'm proud of, proud no. of you on that one. Yeah, dude, as, staying hydrated makes you feel better, man. Stay, like That's one of those things that you, as you get older, better. you forget yeah. about like basic, basic yeah. shit like staying hydrated. And I, when I started, when I was on keto for the very first time, was when I realized just how much hydration played a role and how I felt going throughout the day. When you're on keto, you know, you gotta, you, you don't have any carbohydrates in your system to retain any moisture. And so everything just passes straight through that includes electrolytes. So you've got to be supplementing that stuff all day long. And that was when I finally put it together. Like maybe I shouldn't just drink Coke all the time. What if? What if I drink water? Don't and drink Coke. I'll be goddamn Coke. boys. Yeah. It turns out that it does something for you. Yeah, I mean, usually all I'll have to drink in a week is pretty much water and coffee. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes maybe on a weekend I'll have some beer. Sometimes I'll have a oh, yeah. pop, but you know, it's not common. Uh, but you know, that's the thing. Everything in moderation. Uh, who's that? There's a trainer I'm following on Instagram now. Uh, Aussie guy. I'm sure you've seen his stuff, Zach. Uh, James, sure. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I know who you're. Ta- I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and he's he seems to be big on just the general caloric deficit stuff, and I'm I'm trying to work that in. You know, it's I've been struggling with consistency at the gym this year. It's been ever since I fell off a ladder at work. I yeah, you had you had a shoulder. You had an accident, didn't you? Yeah, it's. It's been a tough year. I'm sorry, man. That sucks. Oh, and to have to have watched yeah, you kind of work through it throughout all of this has been, you know, it's it's tough to watch anybody go through a difficult time. Yeah. But one of the things that, you know, I 
I don't know if this contributed in any way or if it took away from it in one way or another, but I know that you worked on the record for a really long time and you, you finally were able to get it done. Did that have anything to do with getting hurt? Like, did you have any time off or yeah. was it just kind of coincidental? Or It was coincidental. I did have to take some time off, but the way it hurt, I couldn't have even done vocals if I'd wanted to. Oh man, oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. But it's, it's done. It, like That's the thing though. I mean, I've worked around things. I worked through it. And now I just have to, you know, be more consistent. I got to the gym yesterday. If I can get two, three times a week, that should be good. If I can get yeah. more, even better. But it, even some weeks, it's even a struggle just to get the one in. Sure. And, I, and when you work a full-time job, when you've got a family, like, you know, that shit's just going to be difficult. And, and you know, working hard to get it in where you can, if that's, the, if that's, if that's what your schedule and your, you know, energy allows, then, you know, do what feels good, do what feels right, do the best yeah. that you can. I mean, like, that's all we can do. Right? Exactly. And I mean, I made some training mistakes. I was like, oh, my legs are getting too big. I should ease off on working on them. And then that led to some issues. And now I've just, I feel like I'm starting on square one. I'm actually going back to all the stretches I got from a physio for my back after I was in a car accident. But no. uh, that's, it's good. You know, it's good to start back from square one sometimes and uh, go through the process again. Remind yourself where you started, how far you came, and how far you're going to go. Jeez, oh, man. Talk I should about... hire you, Justin. You should just no talk about that lifting, man. Jeez, not, you did a better not... job than I could have. He fucking oh, well, you guys he inspire that, me. But then you also... You guys inspire me. You inspire you, us you, back, man. You know? You also, though, like, that's... Work just what a, a fucking... Place. Exactly. Yeah. And it's... You set it up perfectly, right? Back to square one. What yeah. do we want to do this time? What have we done before and how do we want to change? Yeah. Tell us about the beginning of the record. Tell us about the beginning of the writing process. Tell us about the whole fucking thing, man. Like one of the things yeah. that I, the main thing that I notice on this record is just incredible growth as a songwriter. Like everything sounds so tight. Everything sounds so well put together. It sounds very, very professional. And when I say all these things, like I don't necessarily mean that they... Like it's a sharp contrast between what's come before, but it's really rewarding to watch an artist who whose work you're familiar with and who you like as an individual, like get better. You know what I mean? Get more efficient, Yeah. Uh, get tighter. And Thank there's you. just so much confidence. There's so much really good shit coming from the new record. So like, what was the beginning? Like, what did you look at and say, this is what I want to do this time? I, I just wanted to grow. I wanted to experiment and I wanted to grow. And I spent a lot of time working I spent a lot of time just trying out, discarding things that didn't work throughout the process and cutting, you know, cutting stuff down. I spent, I spent a lot of time editing songs down, mm -hmm. taking out parts, changing out drum sections, changing drum sections to affect the feel, going back in, re-recording parts that didn't quite work just to change something up. Mm -hmm. And I ended up recording 12 songs in total. And, uh, the main man, you're, uh, fellow mega trender and brutality patrick bruss over at the oh, full yeah. chamber he mixed and mastered it and uh there's eight songs on the album and the No, oh. that's the remixes. Oh, fuck. oh man, you're doing remixes? I there is a remix of Test Subject, and then I just I chopped up the baseline for the first track. I'm a reader, uh -huh. and oh, that's I've been pronouncing it wrong. It sounds okay. like a hip hop instrumental. 
man, I'll check that. I'm a huge, you know that I'm a big remix guy. I'm a big oh, electronic, like combinations between metals and industrials. I love those two, when those two things get together, especially after the fact, I love like the re-envisioning process of like a, especially a more straightforward traditional metal song. Um, when you when you bring in the electronics and take all the really cool things that you can do when you take it apart and put it back together in a different way like that's I'm stoked I'm really excited to hear that yeah I I'm looking forward to that'll putting that out on the EP uh, I can't give you too many details on that yet because I don't even have a name for it and I just assume get this album out yeah, get dude, it into man. people's ears get some t-shirts on people get some tank tops on people we're here to talk no. about this we're here to talk about this motherfucking wreck we'll get to the ep fuck we'll have you back on for the ep too anytime you will have me on i will be happy <laughs> to come dude, to join thank you, you very we love much that. we love that thank so you. growth was the yes. initial goal um exactly. how did that intersect with the exploration of this of the of the lore behind your long running theme behind mobile suit gundam like what what did you how did you approach that i took it into darker directions in the stuff that goes around just the giant robots yeah there's still sure. a couple giant robot fighting songs but you know songs like test subject mm-hmm. that's it is what it sounds like it's a song about non-consensual human testing yeah and then Esper is about, you know, being in space, living in space, adapting, evolving into that, your brain activating different interact with your fellow humans, mm-hmm. but at the complete worst time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this so and this reminds me a lot of a, a conversation that we had when we had Carl uh, from from Memoriam and Bolt Thrower on here, a guy of yes. whom you are a big fan. I know that you love love Memoriam. One of the cool things about how he approaches, you know, his 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 stock lyrical well, you yeah. know, just warfare, right? Um, I love the way that he goes about trying to focus more on like the human aspects of it. Given your records yeah. called the human cost, that would make sense. Um, but I think that it's really cool when like you have you have this one, like we'll call it the conceit yeah. or whatever, right? The fact that there is war in the song. So the fact that you can expect Mobile Suit Gundam to be involved in this or that you can expect what, this is where it's, with with The Walking Dead, yeah. we, can, we can assume there's going to be zombies there, right? But it's the human drama. It's the interesting sort of, the, the feeling and the nuance and the relationships with the people who we see, what their, what their relationship is with this thing, whether it's zombies or warfare or mobile suit Gundam or, or you know, the, the suits themselves or the, you know, the, the, the powers that be within that universe and sort of how you've spoken about, they, they have these exploitative tendencies. Um, yeah. I think that it's really, it's really cool to sort of look at the human chemistry yeah. uh, behind that. Is that intentional or? This time, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very easy to go and do with this, conceit as you so well put it to just go out do the wow cool robot let's do the king diamond thing tell a story about yeah. that but <laughs> oh, <America. laughs> sorry my wife's actually doing uh a course right now in another oh, room shit. so i gotta not be too loud oh, well never mind i don't i don't have to worry don't i'm don't sitting here thinking i need to be quiet and i see the headphones <laughs> over there. i'm gonna be loud of that fucking one yeah go ahead go ahead no, but uh no, it, like delving into this stuff. Yeah, there is that kind of King Diamond interplay like on test subject. Then there's, and here's, mm-hmm. let's put ourselves into the position of, be, of, are we the exploited? Are we the exploiters? There's another song that deals with something similar to that. And that's rebuilt for your whims, which is 
you know, people using war orphans for terrible things. And that's mm -hmm. got uh, our mutual friend, Russ Sewage on it. Mr. Sewage, huh? I needed, I needed with, some, What's I've, working with that fucking guy like? Easy as pie. I've worked with him before. He did the art for the Army of Karen's EP, Karentined, which you'll... I can't believe how smoking of a deal I got from him on that, by the way. So, Benz, hire Ross for your art. Yeah. Seriously. All, all, all jokes aside, all ball busting aside, we love Ross. I love Ross. Ross has played an incredible part in my uh, growth as a, a death metal fan. So, like, to land that dude on your record is, is pretty fucking awesome also. But he brings something really cool to the table. Did you have him in mind in particular? Or did you just know that there was something you needed and he, he fit that description? There was something I needed, and it was the Lolos. And uh, who else but the King of the Gurgle? He, dude, like I, when I got to, uh, I saw Exhumed last November in Baltimore, um, and I guess it was just like one of those nights. Like there was a great turnout, but it was not like a crazy violent show. Yeah. So I got to actually go up to the very front. And, and hang out like right at the very front of the stage for Exhumed. And while I didn't let him spit in my mouth and while I don't uh, drink beer uh, at all, much less out of anybody else's mouth yes. slash gullet, um, it was very, very cool to sit there and watch him play that shit and just watch how effortlessly that noise seems to come out of his small body. It's just very fucking, yeah. he's just an impressive guy, man. So like to, to, to have him on the record, um, you know, that, that, is also yeah. very cool. Like that's a name people are going to recognize. It's it is, awesome. and like, he's just a great person. He is. Like, you know, you've spoken with him, Zach. I don't know if you've had the chance, but mm. wait, we had, why haven't we had Ross on here, man? We're yeah, gonna we'll we gotta get Ross. We're gonna talk to Ross too after I, we, uh, uh, you know, yes. at, a, at a later date. I will do what I can to make whatever interviews you need to have happen, happen. If we need to pay the $75 US for a Danny Filth cameo to find out who his publicist is, to get him on Death Comes Lifting, we will do this. Holy yeah, shit, we should that do would that. be that's, awesome. That's huge. Yeah, that's a great That would idea. be the... Uh, the okay, the, well, the, crowdfund the $75. No, so yeah. You weren't on the team before. You're on the team now, man. We're just going to... That's right, man. All the, You're all the, the idea, things, man. You know, yeah. We need <laughs> well, that energy. Well, that's... You know, it's it's amazing where you can go if you just ask, like Ross. It's like, hey, what's your rate? Oh no, I'll just do it. Yeah, I know. It's pretty he's cool. That kind right? of person. He's, he's like, if you're friendly with him, he'll just do it. It's like, it's the same kind of energy Trevor brought. You know, we all miss him. You know, sure. We all miss Trevor sure. Sternad, and like that was the energy he brought. He would he didn't charge bands. He just did it because he liked it. Very, very uh, kind and selfless dude. Absolutely. Um, you, you spoke of uh, you mentioned the art for Army of Karens that Ross did um, the art for this for the art for the human cost. Um, I, I recall I remember talking to you in DMs, I think, while you were nailing down the details for that. And you were so fucking excited. I and it really turned out killer. Tell us about tell us about the, the, the art for the record. Oh, this from christian dane oh, uh, you, you can't see it right now but he's got a framed version of it sitting right here yeah on the camera. I, I have to man. keep that close but i am so amazed that he did such wonderful art for me it was absolutely worth the cost and he's a phenomenal artist just the way he works with the black and white the pen and ink mm -hmm. it's it's phenomenal it's just that mobile suit against the desolate mountain back 
ground, open cockpit. That's the human cost of war. It's like, yeah, you see all these multi-million, multi-billion dollar machines crash to the ground, but at the end of the day, there was still someone inside. There's still somebody's blood in that cockpit. You, man, dude, you've put a lot of fucking thought into the, and it's not like we expected you not to have, but like this is a very, this is a layered album that you're that you're working with here. This is really really interesting stuff. Did you with the artwork? Did you specifically like? How did you guys work together? Did did he just sort of look at the lyrics or something, get some ideas, or did you say this is what I want? Like this is what I have in mind. I said, this is what I had in mind. I sent him some reference images from a similar scene mm-hmm. of a mobile suit impaled with spears from a rail gun from the show Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphan. Jeez. So there's this thing. It's just completely wrecked. The pilot's just hanging out by some cables connected to his spine. And he's pretty much dead. Yeah. And the whole thing is just impaled by these railgun fleshes. And it's a very stark haunting image. And that's where it started from. And that to me is like, you see that you think about the actual human there. Mm-hmm. You don't think about the millions of dollars, the military government, sorry, the military industrial complex. You just see the humanity there. Yeah. And this is, this is a very, a very timely theme. Um, do you see any, do you see any resonance between what you put into the album thematically and the stuff that's going on in East? Eastern Europe right now like the, the situation in Ukraine is pretty fucked up yeah it is and sadly I do I mean as much as we don't want it to be war is universal sure war is almost as old sorry war is one of the few things that is older than recorded history yeah yeah and We've been killing each other for a very long time this yeah for various reasons and something that maybe influenced me in ways I I'd have to really go back and sit through and parse is sure. there's a podcast called the tides of history from uh, professor Patrick Wyman. Mm-hmm. And he, for the past year and a half plus has been going over prehistory up through the bronze age. And just the talk about, you know, archeological evidence, the damage you see on people's bodies that indicates combat and just how far back that goes. That's incredible. You know, it, it, it's stark. It is, it is, it's, it's, you know, something that I think we, one of the things about death metal that I love is, is, is the breadth of topics, especially given that the, the, the genre itself is called death metal and like a very, very substantial part of it is, is not about, is not about death at all. Um, but I do, I, I always like to try and look if there's, if there's themes that seem to be adaptable or themes that seem to be pulled from the world around I always try and 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 maybe see if I can figure out what's being referenced in death metal songs that are like clearly not about like you know gutting somebody or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I just I try and write the story first, and then I look at the politics afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, that's politics are always going to be in people's lyrics, whether they want to admit it or not. Oh yeah, and. You know, this one, I think it, I'd say it's a pretty clearly anti-war, anti-militarist <laughs> screed. <laughs> I would say that's a fair characterization. Um, uh, I, I am curious about, you know, we can talk about sort of pushing the limits regarding your musicianship, uh, trying new things with instrumentation, trying new things with vocals, trying to organize, you know, different points of view in, in your, in your lyrics and sort of the way that you structure the world that you're referencing. 
I'm very curious though about your your relationship with the world that you're referencing. I think it's really cool that you're working with like these this sort of set of uh, this this universe that has all of its own set of rules and 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 set of conventions within it. What when we talk about pushing ourselves musically, that just means practicing harder or trying new things. When you want to push yourself with this universe, are there any parts of it that you're not familiar with? Have you pretty much mapped the entire Gundam universe or is there anything in there that you have not checked out? There's or what? still a couple of series that I haven't checked out, mostly due to access. Mm -hmm. And there's stuff that I'll, that I've caught up on since I was writing the album as well. And that'll probably be dealt with uh, if I ever feel like writing my big masterful martial arts epic ep there's always g gundam <laughs> what is that is that basically picture if all the world if instead of elections the world got together and sent it people in giant robots to fight every four years to determine who would control everything that i'm in bro Sounds okay. Uh, that's it. There's a what's that story? What's that fucking? There's a short story. It's about these. I can't remember the name of the short story, and I can't remember the author. Maybe it's Borges, but it's these two villages that live near each other, and every however often they they come together to to fight for something, and and it's all it, all of the people like come together in this giant person that they create to fight these two oh, different shit. things. I, I got to look this shit up now, man, because yeah. it's, it's bothering me. I don't even know if it's a short story now that I'm talking about it. Is it a short story? Is it a movie? I don't know. Um, but I do, I, I do think that that's sort of an interesting uh, little reflection that we might see with, yeah. uh, with, with other art from other places. Like what, is there some desire within us? To just set this uh these this system aside and just let you know let violence sort everything out it, um it, it is a temptation i think we can all admit to that any gender any ethnicity we can admit that there is always that small little urge in our lizard brains yeah. to just elbow somebody in the face the lizard brain baby um fuck lizard brains <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lizard brain brought something into my lizard brain, and then it fucking then it <laughs> it slithered off my my the other part of my brain fucking sucked it down. Um, so with the uh, right now, well, Zach, make a make a note in case we need to cut this out. Okay. Um, do you have? Can we talk about release plans as far as media? Like, do you have any kind of physical stuff lined up that you know of, or no, not yet. I had some plans for a special edition involving a specific type of model kit and uh, some SD cards. But the problem was there was a big run on the Gundam model kits and their assorted related kits during the pandemic. And so these little robot, these little spherical robot models are almost impossible to get your hands on at this point. Dude, that would have been really. If you want more than one. Well, fuck that. Leave this in. That would have been really fucking dope. Or do you not want to leave this in? I don't I'll know. Leave I want it to make in because sure you know if in, I can yeah. get enough for the EP, you know, yeah, just do that together. That's sick, Fine. man. I I do like the uh, the the previous EP. Um, I I bought the version that came with a dossier, and that was just fucking so cool, dude. Like I I thought it was a really I love little extras yeah. like that. Um, 
and I love sort of unique accompaniment that can that can come with an album, like something that like resonates thematically with what the album's about, and and that also is this you know it's special and interesting enough that the person who's listening to it has one of their own. It sort of adds to that experience. Yeah, um, it'd be dope, man, to get like a a little miniature Gundam. Do, do you do you build uh, these models, or would you like would you build them I yourself would, and then send them out, put together, I would build them and paint them and send them out? Yes, dude, that's incredible. How so? How much, how much of your, do you do a lot of model building still, or do you sort of get your time taken up by other stuff? Uh, I've kind of fallen out of it, but I'm getting back into it now that I have some time. I'm on vacation and I taught my kids how to, I've taught my kids how to build models. And so they'll do that. And then uh, I taught my daughter how to use my airbrush last week. And uh, she got a little figure of a character from some video game, a little model to build. She built that. She painted the hair and she Dude, painted the rules. base for it. That's awesome. Are your so are your kids into just the modeling aspect of it, or are they stoked on Gundam too? The, they like to build the. It's a creative outlet for them. Very cool. And it's just it's a fun thing to do together every now and then. And I'm just if I can help them find a hobby they like, then fantastic. Dude, that's a, and that's such a kind way to parent i think i think it's really easy to sort of want to shoehorn your kids into the things that you like but it i to, the, the fact that you're doing it and the, like they can see you and then just join in and it's not you saying you're gonna come and you're gonna do this with me like that's really cool to me i am curious about uh the music do they ever listen to the old man's jams uh if i'm mixing it with my headphones off yes they will hear it mm-hmm. and my daughter likes it my son's not a big metal fan he takes after my wife's taste in music you know, my son, he likes Imagine Dragons. He likes the chain smokers. He likes Coldplay. My daughter will listen to anything. Hey, and man. Just enjoy it. When you're a kid, listen to what makes you oh, happy. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is. Maybe yeah. when he gets older, he'll be like, yeah, fuck Imagine Dragons. But maybe not. This, and that'll this be is, fun. This too. is how my kids are going to rebel. They're going to be into pop music and good at <laughs> <laughs> They're going to hate, hate death metal. <laughs> Um, but you know, man, like as long as they're finding something that's theirs and that they're happy with, I know that as a parent, as a dad, that's what you want. So that's that, a, that is, that is it exactly. I just, I want them to be happy and have a better life than I had. Do you think about your kids when you're writing about the vulnerable, uh, aspects of some of the characters in these songs? I'm good. Honestly, no, not so much because my kids are still very young mm-hmm. and, I'm trying, and while I'm trying to put myself into the shoes on certain lyrics of people who are traumatized, who've seen pretty horrible things, they're at the end of the day still fictional characters. And I don't know if I could put myself into the shoes of a real person, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. I think it would be horrible or horrifying uh, to try and and, and picture, you know, someone that you love in in a position like this. Now, if I'm not mistaken, in a conversation that you and I have had before, the, the, are there are there child soldiers in the in the Gundam War? Yeah, or? it's it's common. It's a common theme. Teenagers, sad teenager steals robot, gets involved in war, and they've got like they've had main characters as young as thirteen in some of the shows, and it that one was just uh, yeah. Yeah, I, so that I, was a tough one, and I ended up tapping out on that series for a variety of reasons. But uh, interesting. Yeah, there's some, so there so there is stuff in this universe that's like that you that you won't fuck with like it's that dark at times yeah when you think about it it does get really really dark because 
Yeah, I've just, like there's stuff where it tinges the line and you kind of get the subtext that there's actual abuse going on mm-hmm. more than what you see. And it's mm. just, I'm not touching that. That's just icky and that's not a headspace I want to put myself in. It's, I mean, it's, it, it, it's a difficult thing to try and to try and confront, especially when you're trying to represent it so honestly in the music that you make. Right. Yeah. I mean, like there's, that's, that's gazing into the abyss and getting fucking gazed back into, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's totally understandable, man. Trauma from fighting to an extent I can do. I, because I have it, you know, I grew up getting bullied and having to fight. So I understand that. I understand the difference between consensual and non-consensual violence Mm. and the effects that non-consensual violence can have on you versus consensual. Sure. And that's going to bring, you know, that's going to bring up debates about metal show attendance and what goes on at metal shows with moshing, because I know that uh, for uh, neurodiverse people that can definitely create challenges for them. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother crowd to discuss. And I'm not qualified to go Let's beyond that. Let's talk. Well, uh, as far as like being, how about just being an old guy? I can, I'm, I am as an old guy myself, uh, am uh, uh, averse to the pit at this point. Do you, do you still hit shows when you can? I know that a lot of shows don't come to where you are. And I know that that's a point of contention. Yeah. For uh, um, I've been lucky. I did get. To, I have been to two shows that earlier in the year. I did get to see Omnium Gatherum, a Legion, and Fairy, and uh, no, and Fairy was with Archspire. I think, really? yeah, because yeah, because I saw Omnium Gatherum and a Legion, and then I saw Archspire the night they found out they won the Juno for Best Metal. That's like a Canadian Grammy. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, looking really sweet. Yeah, so that was good, and I'm pretty much in mosh retirement, like. If, Marsh, I get yeah. to see, if I get to see Hate Breed, I might come out of retirement for a couple of songs, but otherwise <laughs> I'm just get up to the front, take my pictures, move out to the side. There you go. I, I am. That's I, I like that you have a that you have one that you have a band you'd hold out for for a, for a mosh pit. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of who that would be for me, but I can't be entirely probably Soulfly. I would probably get in the pit for Soulfly. Oh, I could see you just, just completely destroying people in the pit for Soulfly. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's my th- that's why I don't fuck around down there anymore, yeah. man, because it's so easy to get destroyed, not to destroy. These motherfuckers are strong and they're kicking. And you know what? I'm not complaining about the kicking. Yeah. I, I'm I am happy to take my place um, as old guy leaning against something and, yeah. and nodding his head enthusiastically. I think the spin kicking um, might partially be because you're just in DC, and that's I got a long history of hardcore. Yeah, there is a lot of there is there is major hardcore history in DC, uh, and and, and uh, maybe it follows uh, the shows to Baltimore because they'll they'll kick the shit out of you at those yeah. too. But like that's the thing, you know. Once again, like that's those are the conventions. Those are the things that you can expect when you go into this place. Um, so as, you know, just as an old guy, yeah. that's that's the only place that I can speak yeah. from. Like, I'm, I'm definitely off to the side and, and back near the back, unless it's exhumed and things look um, doable enough that I don't feel yeah. like I'm going to get the shit kicked out I don't out know. Of what are the pits like for you, Zach? Where, what are they like? Uh, just if the mood strikes, I'm definitely not retired. Sometimes I'm just tired, period. Like I'm yeah. at a show, my bedtime's like at 8.30 p.m. If I'm at a show, I'm staying out late anyway. And if it's not doing it for me, there's no fucking way I'm summoning yeah. that extra energy to mosh. You know, I have to be like connected emotionally to want to mosh. Yeah. That's how that's how I am with that. That being said, I was in the pit. Mean, pre-workout again. In, uh, incantation. <laughs> that's true. Oh, you're, uh, yeah. my thing is freezing. Me and... Uh... 
No, you're you're oh, yeah. okay. Did I cut we, out? Uh, me and Zach saw uh, Napalm Death together back in December, and it was a pretty sick show. We both were very chill. Um, I, maybe yeah. he was holding back just to make me feel better. <laughs> that must have been what it was. That's what I it know. Was. Yeah, I didn't want to. Motherfucker, the warrior. If I hadn't, if I hadn't been there, if I exactly, if I hadn't been there, he would have been in the fucking pit just doing monstrous yeah. things, waiting for Guar to come out afterwards so he could spray some fucking fake blood all over the plastic yes. sheeting. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not ever there, gorilla pressing the little kids into the crowd for surf so they can crowd surf. I, I, I will if they ask. I never like initiate it, but if they want me yeah. to, yeah, absolutely. You could do Zach, man. You should do. Uh, you should do like pit boss type shit because now, yeah. like at Frozen Soul shows, you know, he'll 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 straight up be like, "All right, drop and give me fifty or whatever." I love doing push ups in the pit. Like you just show up in full fitness garb, fucking death comes lifting shit, deck head to toe. Right. Get out there and start uh start calling shots in the pit. See if you can't get some calisthenics going. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, that'll be like, good. Really, you should befriend a local promoter and see if they'll give you a table at shows. That'd be dope as fuck. Some shows around here I I do. The, uh, if I, I know I see you at the conventions, yeah. 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 Some shows exactly. it, it usually is pretty cool. I like I like doing metal shows yeah. because they're you know. There's worse places to work if that's your if that's what you're doing for work. No shit. The music. So, yeah, yeah. I'm okay if and, I if I can take them, yeah. I'll do them. And the cons, the cons love death comes lifting, and death comes lifting loves the cons. They do, yeah. but it's not a big mental. shout well, out. Zach's so photogenic, no, it just makes it easy. Thanks, I know, right? Yeah. Fucking, uh, it's a yeah. face you can trust. I mean, you guys, you like it's a face you love. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Inspiration. Yeah. So what's the big lift for you these days, Zach? I know Schuler's out of the lifting game right now, but what's your big lift these days? That's I was on a powerlifting split for a while because I was out of the lifting game for myself for a while, not the past, maybe about a year and a half ago at this point. I went through like a intense yoga certification, so I wasn't lifting at all for like over a year just doing yeah. yoga, bodyweight stuff. So I wanted to get back like just stronger, like raw powerlifting stuff, like deadlift squats, bench press, shit like that. So yeah, it's been my, what I've been focusing on a lot, just the main three squat deadlift bench press and some subtle variations of them for the last couple months. Yeah. And I love, I love training like that. It's fun. It's not something that I uh, he trailed on. off. We lost yeah. him for a second there. He yeah. got the big oh, three. three. Yeah. yeah, there he is. I know. He got the yeah. big three out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's awesome. what my big, Yeah. Like my main lifts right now are, I do, I, I have to hit every week are, I do dumbbell bench press, uh, bent over dumbbell row, single arm at a time. And I try and get deadlifts in. I, before I fell off the, before I had the injury, I was, I think as a PR, I'd hit 300 pounds for but using a trap bar too, which makes it a little easier. That's the one that you stand in, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't always know. So like I am familiar. One of the things that I've learned is that like a lot of these things are things that I found out about and familiarized myself with just by seeing it laying on the floor somewhere and like yeah. trying to figure out how to use it. Yeah. Um. So when people say like it's a Smith machine or like a this kind of bar or that kind of bar, I'm like, oh, you mean the thing you stand in? Yeah. Oh, you mean the childbirth machine? Yes. <laughs> oh, because like I give all these things names in my head that yeah. I have to figure out like in basic conversation if anybody knows what the fuck i'm talking about and vice versa yeah, i need yeah. to get back to the gym dude i need to i need to lift again let's i really do really do. do i wish we could all lift together let's, i'd love to just take you let's all let's do it man it would yes. I, I 
I would part be tremendous. It, part of it is just that I hate the gym in, in the in the building where I live. Like it's yeah. we're we're it's it's not yeah. that big. Nobody wears masks anymore. It just kind of makes me nervous being down there. But I'm yeah. gonna work out a system. I'm gonna figure something out. Yeah, we got yeah, you, I, you need some like yeah. office or you know whatever hotel room yeah. <laughs> calisthenics I'll, or I'll, whatever the fuck. I think that'd yeah. be good for you. I'll do some yeah. shit. Yeah, man. I can I can I can get down in the office. This is a place of inspiration for me. Yeah, just man. do some yeah. fucking push-ups on the floor. Yeah. Stretch it out. Yeah. Hey, yo, I, I just go to an anytime fitness. And sometimes, you know, I have to have the head like I have to have the headphones on anyways, because unlike Zach, I cannot work out to everything. Yeah. I cannot work out to Whale House Chill House. Sorry, Whale Song <laughs> Chill House Techno. <laughs> Fair enough. What Fair are enough. you what are you well, what are you listening to right now? What are you I, uh what are you caught up in right now? Uh, as for when I'm lifting, it's got to be like ignorant death metal and hardcore. You know, throw down, discarnate. Yes, ignorant. You know, if I'm, you know, like there's solo justice stuff, deadly business. That's got the perfect. You're talking about cadence on your uh-huh. last episode with Mutilatred. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the the riff and the beat to just as solo track, deadly business. It's perfect for just ironing out the reps like is this from where's this from? It's one of his solo tracks. Right, but I mean like is that he's got isn't that like an album and like a compilation? Yeah, it's like it's yeah, he's got a couple of solo albums. I think this one's off uh let me just check. It's either the lost chapters one or two. And what's it called? He's got his thrash record. The song's called Deadly Business. Deadly Business. There we go. It's off the Lost Chapters Part One. Sick. Yeah, and it's just got it's got a great cadence for just getting out, getting those ten reps in. But yeah, I'm I'm just strange. I don't take a lot of break time between sets. Yeah, it's just like that's not strange. People to do uh, they'll do a set and then they'll sit there for fifteen minutes on their phone. Yeah, for me it yeah. is because it's like the gym is it's business. It's not hang out, get away from everybody. For me, it's like I have little time. I have to get this done. Yeah, I, I that, don't that, understand it. That, that too is part of why I I don't necessarily like I like I hate having to wait for machines yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, and if it's packed to the point where. I'm waiting for machines. It's usually there's enough people in there to set my social anxiety off as well, which means <laughs> good. Yeah, I know, man. That's just it, it can be it can be overwhelming. And I one of the things that I've liked about the pandemic is just the fact that it's forced me outside. So like running outside, I've I've definitely gotten to know this city and bond with the city in a way that I haven't other places just by virtue of having to be out yeah. in it, you know. Yeah, maybe that's something I need to do, but I was never built for running. I'm just yeah, I'm still in the 2:30 range, and that's that's not really a good running weight. Running, walking, walking getting out, yeah. being around—it's all you know. Yeah. As long as you're feeling good, as long as it's as long as it's yeah. serving you, like, you know, whatever it is that makes you. Yeah, happy. like 15 minutes on the elliptical as a warm up is feels good, and maybe I should just do a session and see just how long I can go. That would be—I mean, like that's that's how you test your limits, you know, and then, and then work backward. Like that could be a cool way to dive into it too. And it's, you know, probably a lot like music that way, probably, um, in the writing process or in the recording process, you know, trying new things, throw it all at the wall and see what sticks and then kind of work backwards and see, you know, what you feel like you can pull off and what you feel like you need to work on. 
knowing when to ask for help and who to ask for that help is also important. Yeah. Yeah. So you with the, uh, with the production aspect this time around, you, you record and engineered everything, right? Yes. You, you do all that stuff. You went to school yeah. to do that shit. You fucking, uh, with, with Patrick. There he is. There he is. Are we back? Yeah, I don't know what's yes, going on. We're back. Sorry. Uh, uh, that's okay. It happens. Okay. Um, but it's cool. It's 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 cool to see cool people yeah. there when they end up, you know, working on each other's shit or giving each other feedback or guesting, you know, appearing yeah. on 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 each other's stuff. I think yeah. it's really sick, man. So it's I'm glad I'm glad you guys connected. Uh, me too. You know, he did great work, and I'm stoked for what he did, and I hope that it brings to more work. I know he's got a bunch of projects that are uh, in progress, and he's uh, a busy motherfucker. Yeah. Yes, he is. And you know, part of your media empire, along with yeah, Zach. I don't know about a media empire, man. We're out there. Maybe somebody yeah. knows we're there. That we'll, if you want to listen to us talk, we'll fucking do it. But uh, I think that might be the extent of everything. Hey, I'm but gonna, you know, I'm gonna plug you guys. I know, you know dude, that. and we love you for it, and we want to. We're and we're plugging yeah. you too. We've See, got, mutual uh, appreciation as, societies. As, it's the mutual. It's the mutual dudes. The yes. mutual good dudes. The mutual appreciation. Mutual appreciation, dudes. We oh, um. Dear. As as we as we wind down, uh, first off, let's give us the specifics regarding the human cost. What's the release date? Where can people find stuff? What can they hear right now? Tell the people how to connect with Stormland. September thirtieth, the human cost will be revealed to the world. That's when it's out. You'll be able to buy it on Bandcamp, buy it on your iTunes, Amazon, blah blah blah, all digital. It'll be on all your favorite digital service, sorry, digital yeah. streaming providers. You can, if you want to get a t-shirt or a tank top, get that order in by September 2nd. Yes. That is the next Bandcamp Friday. Ooh. Yes. And that's storm. What's the uh, Bandcamp Stormland.bandcamp.com. Nice and easy. Ooh, yeah. Nice and easy. Stormland.bandcamp.com. The human cost September. It's going to be a big month. We're stoked to hear it. As we wind down, we have a question that we ask everybody who comes on here. We've asked you that question before. I want to know if the answer's changed. Zach, just for posterity, just for fucking tradition's sake, so that the people who come after us know what we were all about, hit this motherfucker with the question. It's my honor to ask you, Justin, what is your favorite Black Sabbath album? At the moment, it's heaven and hell. At the moment, it's heaven and hell. See, that's a good way. I like that, that man. I love heaven and hell. I love heaven and hell, but like the fact that you were so ready, you were ready for the thing because you knew it was coming. I think I feel like we got to keep toes, man. We got to come up with the follow up question. Yeah, but it's um. Of one than the other. Yeah, you know, sometimes true. sometimes you just need to hear heaven and hell. 
yeah, a lot of times you need to hear Heaven and Hell because it fucking rules. But like, I didn't. It goes on and on and on. <laughs> I was way, I was like older by the time I get into that, though. Yeah. Like, I was in college by the time I heard Dio Sabbath for the first time. Like, in my house, we were, it was an Aussie house growing up. My dad was like, you know, he didn't even mention other black Sabbath. Like, I didn't even know if there was anything until I got to college and I heard Dio and I was like, fuck, this is incredible. Heaven and Hell. Awesome record. I think my favorite track on there is Die Young. Uh, it never ceases to be just like incredibly potent. It's such a super cool song. And it reminds me a lot of Dio, to be honest with you, even though he died old. Um, it's <laughs> still got that same fucking flavor to it, you know. Plus, he had some years left in the tank. But yeah. You were robbed. Indeed. But uh, I'll follow this up the question for you, gentlemen. Oh, shit. At the oh. moment, what is your favorite Cannibal Corpse album? My favorite Cannibal Corpse album? Zach, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Right now, I'm classic. I'm Tomb of the Mutilated. It's my favorite Cannibal Corpse album. Tomb of the Mutilated is a good answer. It's an incredible record. My answer is the same. It's the one that will always be. <laughs> I think my answer is Bloodthirst. I think it is absolutely their best album. It was my first Cannibal Corpse album. Um, and it is just incredibly rewarding. All these years later, I still find shit on there that I never knew was there. Plus, there's so much familiarity there, yeah. too. Like It's great to... It took me years, of course, because I'm not a naturally musically minded person. But like, I finally got to where I could like bob my head along to some of fucking Pat O'Brien's riffs, yeah. um, and that was not something that I was able to do when I first heard the record in high school. Right. So that's growth too, yeah, man. I'm gonna embrace cool. that shit. Every even the little every just every little drop, man. That's right, baby. What about you? Are you a big Cannibal Corpse fan? I am. I've seen them a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, and my favorite album is the first album I ever listened to from them, which was Gore Obsessed. Oh, yeah. So that was the, the one that came after Bloodthirst. Gore Obsessed was a killer record, yeah. man. And it was sort of like, I think it was kind of misunderstood at the time because yeah. like the the cover was not particularly brutal. And I'm not sure that people knew what to make of it. But like, I remember there being enough of a backlash that like the band was addressing it in interviews like. People, people were like, oh, I thought Cannibal Corpse was extreme. And then like Jordan Corpse Grinder was talking to Revolver saying like, listen, we eat well done steaks. We're not out like slaughtering animals and fucking killing people. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it was just sort of an interesting, interesting time in the band's history because musically it was so tight and yeah. so on point and so fucking heavy. What's funny is Pit of Zombies ended up being a bit of a compass point to point you where the band was going to go lyrically. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, a lot of zombie stuff in the past few albums. Yeah, that's true. Interestingly enough, there's been a lot of zombie stuff. I specifically remember asking Rob Barrett about zombies and he was like, I don't write about zombies anymore. <laughs> you remember that shit? Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, no, Rob Barrett doesn't write about zombies anymore. I don't know if I want to live in this world or not, but yes, they have done some incredible fucking zombie stuff. Uh, dude, Cannibal Corpse is such an institution. Black absolutely. Sabbath, absolute institution. Stormland, absolute institution. Thank you so much for giving us your time today, man. We obviously hope the very best for this record i want as many ears on it as possible and we're going to do everything that we can to help that happen man you should be proud of what you've done i am thank you very much love you guys very much thank you love so you much very much love you too brother we will talk again we will certainly have you back on the show and i cannot wait for people to hear the record man I the human wait. cost stormland justin piero dude thank you so much for your time have a thank good night you so man. much you too okay, bye. what a what a what a good dude.
the best dude ever. The best dude ever. Always take, cool. Huh? Can't wait to take the new Stormland record for a, a lift. You know what I mean? That's how that's how dude, I, it, I decided I'm gonna check it out first. I'm gonna throw it on at the gym it, and then report back to the man. It'll be good for the gym, man. Yeah, like there's I mean. there's a lot of fucking there's there's some more experimental stuff on there, but there's a lot of groove on there too. He's just man, I, it's just it's really cool to watch people who you like continue to grow and, and, and be happy in the things that they're creating and like he i hope that he's proud man because he's done a great job with this i think you're gonna like it a lot i can't wait i like you a lot i like you a lot i love you i love this episode it was great man <laughs> thank you it was a good episode we're gonna do this shit again soon thank you yeah. very much brother i love you take care of yourself see you next week you sexy animal peace Bye.